we went out with some coworkers on Saturday to like a bar. It was pretty packed. So you went out to a bar and you got that cocoa. Yeah, not not the good kind. Only thing you brought home was some cocoa. Not the good kind. Powered by Riverside. All right, guys, welcome in episode three of Taco Talks. Micaeus here with my boy. What up? What up? We're back. Uh, apologies in advance. Uh, if my voice sounds a little rough, I do have COVID. Yeah, like a touch just, of the cocoa. I just barely got my voice back uh, today, so apologies in advance for that. But yeah, we can we can get right into the the week. Another week of injuries plaguing plaguing a few teams here. <clears throat> Trey Lance, I feel like, is one of the biggest ones. Had the same type of injury that they got Dak uh, last year. Yeah, and it from from what I can see though, as far as Trey goes in our league, um, it looks like Larry had him, and uh, it looks like Larry does not slash did not have a backup quarterback. Um, so it's goes further than just uh, the NFL. It's going to definitely affect Larry's team because um, it's going to be slim pickings. Uh, looks like he has Daniel Jones on the bench now, which I don't know if he had Daniel Jones or if he picked him up, but uh, maybe not the guy I go after, Daniel Jones, but it's also hard when you have uh, 12 teams and a lot of people have two quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and looking at the waiver wire here, I know one of the top pickups – in a lot of other leagues would have been uh, Tua or Carson Wentz, both of which are, are taken already. So he's, right now he's looking at Tannehill, Geno Smith, which I'd probably stay away from, Yeah, Marcus Mariota. I'd also stay away from usable. that. He's usable, but again, not, <clears throat> not too confident uh, starting him. And then you have Trevor Lawrence as well. I mean, I'll tell you who my top guys are that I'd probably pick up if uh, if my quarterback, if Kyler went down today, um, I'm probably looking at adding, um, I'd say Trevor Lawrence would be one of my top picks. It looks like he's starting to have a bit of a sophomore year. Um, you know, 14 points in the first week is pretty average for a quarterback, a little below average, and they got closer to average at 20. So if you need a guy that's just going to put up, you know, a uh, decent amount of quarterback points you're gonna go trevor another guy who if you just need him in the short term is probably going to perform is flacco um I, I don't think flacco would be a bad choice at all i know he had a really good game this past week but he did put up 30 points so that's something to think about and then uh lastly i'd take the shot on probably jimmy g because you yeah. know he's going to be the starter first and foremost um more than anyone else he he's kind of had the um the fantasy points in the past in the fantasy seasons where he has been a fantasy starter previously. That's probably where I would have gone to is Jimmy G. Uh, if if Josh Allen were to go down, Jimmy G's he's he's just a solid quarterback, right? He'll get you whatever he's projected, maybe like 15, 16 points. He'll get you that. 
we have the off chance that he he gets a little bit more. So, and Jimmy G also kind of, in my opinion, I think he actually moves the ball in San Fran a little bit better than um, Trey Lance did. But yeah. I mean, maybe not at the same time. Uh, you know, for for me, I just think he has that chemistry with Debo. He has the chemistry with um, Ayuk, and you know, there's just a. Trey Lance is, is new to the team. It's going to be a little tougher for him to make that chemistry work. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that Jimmy G works a little bit better for the San Fran team, and I, I tend to agree with, with that. So while it's unfortunate, obviously, for Trey Lance, I think this overall is, is better for San Fran. But to be clear, not for Larry's team. No, no, no. Larry is going to have to make some make a move here, possibly. Well, he's got like like we went over. He's got options there, so we'll see what he ends up doing, or if he sticks it out with um with Daniel Jones and the Giants' offense that he already has on his own team. And then we also had um Jerry Judy got hurt. Yeah. So from from what I saw, uh, and from what I understand, it looks like it was a rib injury. Um, they didn't announce really if anything was broken or anything. I don't think they just said he was having. Uh, issue with his ribs. Um, so they haven't really said if he was going to play or not, if he was going to come back. Um, but I know he hasn't practiced yet. As of uh, Wednesday, he was still not practicing. So I'd say he's probably at least doubtful for this week. That's also going to affect uh, Leo's team as well. Just Russell Wilson's going to have even less weapons to throw to, and he's already struggling. If you weigh it all out, I guess in the long run, it actually ends up being good for um, some other pass catchers on the team. You know, Cortland Sutton now is really going to be their uh, go-to option. So um, Huey's going to have probably a little bit of an increase in production with Sutton. And then you're also going to see probably Javante Williams get an increase in um, in looks and as far as receptions go. How about James? Who's uh, he's he's panicking a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but, James has uh, used a little help. It looks like um, you know, I think he's probably been in worse positions. But um, as far as James' team goes, you know, Tom Brady's not performing. Fournette's not really performing because he's in a lackluster offense in Tampa. Najee coming off a lackluster performance where he may or may not have been hurt. DK Metcalf's not doing great. Adam Thielen looks like an afterthought. So really, uh, he he needs something. Yeah, I think he needs to make a move if he wants uh, his season to kind of change direction. Uh, here. And I mean, I thought James got a pretty good team. I, I like the Adam Thielen pick, and then it, it looks like pretty much Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, if it's not Justin Jefferson, it's nobody. Nope, nobody else. Nobody else exists on that team. I think the only other kind of big name injury that I remember seeing was James Conner. But nothing. So he didn't. He didn't practice today. Yeah, I, I know he left the game um, with an ankle injury. So he's considered day to day. So with that, anytime he gets hurt, it's like, it's like a, a lingering thing all season. Oh yeah, if James Conner is injured, James Conner is going to be injured until eighteen, and however far into the playoffs they make it, if they make it. So another one that's on Jerry's team. So there you go. You got, you know, Jer- Jerry was the big dog last week, high scorer. And, you know, we'll talk to him later in the episode. But, uh, I mean, 
there you go. There's at least three guys on this team um, that, you know, are, are coming into this week hurt because I know uh, I saw Lamar had a little bit of an elbow injury as well. I don't think it's going to keep him from a game, but it might uh, it might keep him from, you know, whatever affects it. I don't know if it's going to affect his throwing or his running more because I don't know how often he's going to want to get brought to the ground if he's got an elbow injury. But, uh, you know, it might have a little bit of a reflection on his production as well. Damien Harris got got a little banged up. But they said it wasn't serious. I was kind of – it's kind of – like, I don't want to say, like, oh, I wish it was more serious, but it – if it had been more serious, I think I would have been in a good spot having uh, Amande Stevenson so he can get a little bit more play. They're saying it's not too serious, so. Yeah, and it definitely seemed like a little bit of a coming out game. Um, not that he hasn't come out before, but a lot of people thought that this is really going to be a committee and um, Damian Harris coming out with, you know, 15 touches and a touchdown probably shows that um, they're, you know, going to more or less run him into the ground until – they don't have him on the team anymore. Keenan Allen's still hurt. I think they said there's a chance he might come back this week. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I know DeAndre Swift is still dealing with an ankle injury. So there's some lingering injuries, um, you know, going around. You know, uh, Julio still is questionable, hasn't practiced yet. Um, but that that dinosaur is done. Yeah. But I think as far as new injuries, oh, we didn't talk about uh, Herbert. Herbert has a a broken rib. Oh, him fucking balling out with three cracked ribs. <laughs> yeah, he, he went off uh, even with the broken ribs. I was listening to that game all on the way home from work. And he, uh, yeah, they were like, oh, he's like wincing in pain. And then the next play, he like throws like a dart. Oh, yeah. And. <laughs> We were watching it. It was when I was on vacation in the Outer Banks. We had a theater room, and we were watching it. And it was a great game, but, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, crazy to see him do what he did. Because you could tell he was hurting, and, and he was hobbling around, but uh, he was making it work. Yeah, so, like you said, it looks like he's limited. I mean, <clears throat> looks like there'll be a chance that he'll play. Um you know, if they do, I think you're just—he's probably gonna dump the ball a whole lot because I don't think he's gonna take a chance of getting hit. Going into the waivers for the week, uh, this is one of those like, this is one of those things we were talking about early in the season where when it's a twelve-man league, it's tough to find those guys that you know break out in the middle of the season or even early in the season. Obviously, one of the biggest ones this week was Garrett Wilson, but he's already on Jerry's team. He's one of the big ones I think most people were trying to add in most leagues. Interestingly enough, uh, a guy who people were big on in the draft got dropped, uh, Sky Moore. Yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't showed up in the regular season at all, so it's not surprising. Uh, I was drafting him in quite a bit of mock drafts, like towards the end uh, of the drafts. And I remember during the, the live draft, Mike was like, dude, he kept pointing at Sky Moore's name. He's like, dude, this guy, this guy. I'm like, all right, Mike, don't worry about it. I don't think anybody's, like, really going to try to get him. And he took him, like, pretty early. I was like, damn, you really wanted Sky Moore. Well, in in the preseason, the, you know, the Chiefs seemed to, like, that was their guy. Yeah, that was the talk. 
but uh, it, it definitely has to translate. I, don't, I mean, Mahomes also didn't do a whole lot in the preseason. I, I know training camp's a little bit different, you know, uh, when you have uh, NFL defense going you know, full strength and uh, hard as they can against you. It's a, a little bit different than uh, training camp. So maybe he's just not uh, there yet. Maybe. And, and regardless, I feel like, especially now that uh, Tyreek is gone, I feel like the only pass catcher you can really trust on that offense is Kelsey. He, like, um, yeah, I mean, they have a, a couple guys, I guess, that are, like, okay, but um, they don't have anyone that's going to be, like, Tyreek. There's no one that's going to be reliable enough for you to feel comfortable starting. Like, Mahomes himself said it's going to be a different guy every week. And well, that's, yeah, like, the who, last thing I'd want to hear. Is there, is there number one? Is it MVS? I don't even know. I want to say it's Juju. Isn't that, Juju would be considered their number one. I don't, I'm not even, like, sure. I pull up a depth chart here. So it looks like they have it listed as MVS is their number one. McCole Hardman is their number two. And Juju is the slot guy. Oh, I have it on... Well, this is from I don't I mean I'm pretty sure it changes during draft day, but it said Juju wide receiver one, wide receiver two, MVS, and then three is Hardman. Yeah, um, yeah, it looks like I just pulled up one that had it different. That Juju's not even on it, so it looks like it really kind of has different. <laughs> not finding the complete, you know, uh, I don't, Kansas City's probably not gonna unveil their exact depth chart, um, but yeah. Nonetheless, you know, you get the picture. It's between Juju, MBS, and McCole Hardman. And between the three of those guys, I mean, who are you going to start? Maybe Juju in a flex. Maybe yeah, in a if flex. He, if he's performing. But if Juju has a bad week, you're going to be pretty hard-pressed to start him the following week, I think. Yeah. No, I just don't feel too comfortable with any of them. Who else? Or another one that was taken that was actually drafted as well was Curtis Samuel, which I try to stay away. I, I wasn't actively trying to stay away from him, but I know he hasn't been good to me in the past, but seeing his, like how he's performing with Carson Wentz out there is like kind of unreal. Curtis Samuel is funny because I remember Mike took him. I, th- I think Mike has him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mike took him and I was, I, I literally, I didn't know I was not trying to draft Curtis Samuel until Mike took him because Mike took him and I looked at him and went, that's your guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was just like, I don't know. This is me just taking a shot. And hey, the shot paid off. It did. I don't know if he's going to ever start him. I probably wouldn't have either. Um, But, you know, going into this week, depending on the wide receiver situation and and looking at his team, you know, being one and one. um, He's in his flex right now. Yeah, it looks like he did move him to his flex. It looks like he had uh, last week Taysom Hill in the flex, which totally respect with with Kamara being out. Understandable. That's a chance you could take. It didn't work out really, but it is what it is. I I, I started Taysom Hill in one of my leagues as well because I thought with Kamara being out and Mark Ingram being old that he was going to get a lot more looks than he actually did. But then uh, Jamie's (laughs) showed us his... Uh, who we thought he was. He, uh, they, the Saints are who we thought they were. He, my man got two touchdowns last week, or two weeks ago, week one. He got one this week. 
and then he realized he was starting to outpace himself, so he needed to throw three picks to catch himself up back to get even again. <laughs> gotta gotta start fresh. down. Yeah, gotta even it right back up. Can't be too good. Then people, you know, start to question things. Yeah, they'll start to expect more of you. They'll want you to make the playoffs. Yeah, let's let's set you know temporary expectations, right? Exactly. You can't. When you're Jameis Winston, if you realize that you have three touchdowns and no interceptions, you gotta go out and immediately throw three interceptions. It's the Winston way. It's what he does, man. It's what he does best. And to think, I told Leo that he might go forty and fifteen this season. You're insane. It was it was before this week. He got his eyes fixed. He's looking good. So. That's what I said. I said my man's got LASIK. He can see straight now. He knows where he's throwing the ball. I don't think LASIK was the problem, though. I'm starting to learn. I think he just kind of <laughs> sucks. There might be underlying issues there. I think he's just not that good. I, I guess that's pretty much everybody. There wasn't a whole lot. Noah Brown had a great game. He looked like maybe, you know, maybe Cooper Rush's guy. Uh, you know, I think so. Maybe Lamb's there, but um, he looked good, and it looked like Noah Brown went through it all this week. Because looking at the league activity, it looks like James picked him up and then James dropped him for Jared Goff. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to play like keep away or something from from Larry, but I don't see a reason to have three quarterbacks. (laughs) He does have three just chilling. I guess when you don't have usable players on your bench, you might as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a lost cause for his team pretty much anyway. And, and Tom Brady's not doing him any favors. So uh, maybe he's just trying to load his team up with uh, all QBs. Maybe he'll pick up Jimmy G, too, and see what he can do. Yeah, trying to make some moves. Like, hey, I got a quarterback. I know you need a quarterback. I'll put him on blast. I, I'm thinking he's probably trying to force Larry into a trade right about now. Uh, I'm probably. thinking he's probably texting Larry roughly every five minutes. Like, Yo, have you thought about it? Trade accepted. Hold on, we got breaking. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see him trying to do that. Like, hey, I got a couple quarterbacks. Anyone you want, I need players. Yeah, he's like, I'll give you Tom Brady, um, no problem. You can absolutely have him. And you know, uh, I guess all you really got to do in return is um, just give me Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm not asking for much. Just one really v one swap. That's all. One v one. You need a quarterback. <laughs> if we're being real, I need the best player in the league. And going back to Noah Brown, I know he was pissing off CD Lamb owners just because they have hot numbers in the high 80s, and they both have like the dreads. Like they look exactly the same on the field until you see like, oh, it's 86 and not 88. Right. Yeah, so I know all those owners were like looking at each play, like, see, see me. For sure. Fucking yeah, Noah with Brown. the helmets on, I, like there was definitely a few times where, like, I think the first touchdown he threw to Noah Brown, I was like, oh, CD, and then he turned and like you see the full number and the name in the back. I was like, oh, maybe not. I would have been losing my mind if if I had CD Lamb. Just like I, I can't watch this game. I'm gonna be hyped and then disappointed immediately. But it seems to be Cooper's guy. Like you said, it seems to be uh, Cooper's guy. So that'll pan out for, for, I mean, I think he'll be usable for for a few weeks here until Dak gets back or until 
they decide to force it to CD Lab. Yeah, it's gonna be one or the other. Um, because I I don't see with all the money that, or I guess they haven't invested too much money in CD Lamb yet, really. But like with with what he seems to be, um, it looks like CD Lamb's kind of like expected to be the guy. So I I don't imagine uh Jerry Moneybags is gonna be too happy about one of his guys being uh posted. Hmm. Hey, it happens. And in the first uh, breaking news segment of this week, I just added Noah Brown to my. I just, I just, I just saw it right now. (laughs) So it's eleven oh six. I look at the time, eleven oh six. I'm like, oh okay. I was going to pick him up, but I just couldn't see myself really dropping anybody. Like I might have been able to drop Tyler Boyd, but I feel like, I mean, he's the thing is, he has the potential to to go off. With um with Tyrion David Davis Price, I, I like him. I drafted him for a very specific reason, and it was because I suspected that um Eli Mitchell would get hurt. But I you were did right. not expect that Jeff Wilson would be the immediate backup. I kind of thought they'd give Tyrion Davis Price the chance, but now that he's out with a high ankle sprain, I'm just gonna drop him and let whatever happens happens. No. I mean, you were half right on that, so. I, I never trust a 49ers running back. I'm going to have to with Jeff Wilson for a little bit. Hey, Until he, Chase Edmonds decides to show up. The, dude, I actually, I have a fun stat about Chase Edmonds that I just read on Twitter. Hold on. If it's going to make me sad, I don't want to hear it. It's going to make you very sad. Uh, here's All right, this. moving on. So Chase Edmonds, this, uh, this was tweeted by some fantasy expert. I, I won't plug him. Uh, it says, I won't plug him. <laughs> it says, Chase Edmonds is dead last among all running backs in rushing yards over expectation per attempt. Wow. So, basically, Chase Edmonds sucks this year. I thought he was a steal of a pick. I was going to be really mad if I didn't get him, and I got him. And I'm regretting it. I thought Chase Edmonds was a steal of a pick the last three years, and I've been wrong three years in a row. Because last year, I really thought, I was like, oh, Chase Edmonds is, he, I was like, all he has to do is outcompete James Conner. Easy. Now, loses the starting job to James Conner. <laughs> Literally doesn't even get signed to the team again. All right, we, we kind of don't need you. Anyway, getting off topic. Wanted to get into some of the matchups from, from this week. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll start with the uh, the high scoring team here. Uh, we got Jerry with us. Jerry, what's going on? It's running a little later than I expected. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're supposed to do it yesterday. Someone had to go get COVID. Dude, we won't name names. Yeah, Jerry. Wait. Oh yeah, I got COVID. My bad. Well, Mikaias has it now. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't get it when it was like during an important time. Dude, like day, I, I didn't to get it the day of a draft. Like I was actually dead. <laughs> hey, I'm happy I that he was aware that he had COVID because I was vacation last week and getting the two weeks ago really would have fucked that up. <laughs> it's just weird how like mad people are getting right now. It's like haven't heard about it in months. It's like it, a friend of mine was saying it's kind of like the new flu. Yeah. Legit, yeah. just like randomly, you'll get it. 
Legit. I guess like, you still yeah. got to be careful. Yeah. Started feeling like shit. So what the fuck? Uh, speaking speaking of uh COVID, I know you got it during like the draft. How did you uh, how did you feel when you saw your team that that got drafted for you? Um, thought it was decent. Like you guys didn't screw me completely or something. You know, like oops, interesting. It was pretty good. There's a few newbies on the team that I was like, eh, kind of sketch picks, but uh, it's working out right now. <laughs> Well, when you say that, like, I feel like a lot of people were surprised you decided to keep Montgomery. Yeah, that was a interesting pick because I could have kept Tyreek, and I was looking back on it and probably should have kept him. But honestly, my wide receivers are pretty decent, and my running backs are performing pretty good too. Just in this last week, I don't know. Just wanted to kind of make a, a stretch of a pick with the keeper. Um, so went with him. I mean, it hasn't backfired for you. He's been a pretty solid back this year. Like, yeah, he's been solid, and I mean, it probably wasn't the best keeper for some reason. The COVID was probably stepping in early or something, and I picked him over Tyreek. But uh, it's working out right now. Yeah, the the COVID brain, probably something like that. Well, I tried to keep Aaron Jones. But then Leo was like, oh, you kept him last season, which I'm not really sure. I should probably check the numbers. On I thought you kept Tyreek last year. So I think Leo was uh, trying to mess up my game just because he knows more about football than me, but I always beat him in fantasy. So I think he's just rattled by that. So that's why he's messing Ooh. with my keepers behind the back. But, you know, I'll take it on the chin, keep Montgomery, and uh, not score 60 points a week like him. Oh. Oof. I mean, Leo is notorious for uh, making up rules in this league. I think we all know that. Yeah, it's like oh, even man. when he has some it's, it's like it doesn't even matter because he's making wrong decisions. But, um, Oof. Knives are coming out for Leo it, right now. This is why we're, I think I think we're all kind of agreeing that Vlad's going to be taking it over sooner rather than later, you know? <laughs> that cannot be allowed to happen. This man... <laughs> With the wildest excuses as to why he didn't sit Julio. His excuses for Julio when he had a whole week to do so was some of the most. Dude, he was at church with his mom. Dude, my car decided to blow up that day. I don't know. I'm sorry. I had stuff to do. Like, come on, man. Sometimes, you know, it happens. They announce Julio's going to be out on Friday and Sunday morning you're at church with your mom. You don't have time to take him out of your lineup. <laughs> it does I I guess it does happen. Um Jerry, obviously you're here because you were the highest scoring team this this week. Mm-hmm. You had a you had a nice little stack there with, with Lamar and Mark Andrews. And some solid performances from Drake London, who's not a bad player, but I just didn't think he would go off like that. And then a Mark Cooper who I will never in a million years have on my team again. Yeah, he played like um, I almost didn't play him because he played like shit week one and scored me a few points, but stuck with the lineup. One week you can't judge him. And that's that's the Amari Cooper uh, experience. It's like you know, you can't trust him, can't trust him. Goes off on your bench. You're like, fuck, now I got to play him every week. And then he goes back to being shit. Yeah. No, I mean... 
we'll see. He's definitely not a guaranteed starter every week on my team, but definitely appreciate the Jackson Andrews combo. <laughs> it's pretty pretty solid. It's either Lamar's running it in or throwing it to him. So appreciate that, boys. Yeah, that's that's right. Looking back at the draft, I was he went the pick before me, and they were like, "Well, were you gonna take Mark Andrews?" And I was like, "I mean." No, even though in every mock draft that I did, I did take him at the two spot. And then on the way back around, I would take Josh Allen. But I was like, no, I, I, I'm not going to take Mark Andrews here. And now I'm struggling in the tight end department. Who's your tight end? Uh, I was Cole Komet. Yeah, he currently doesn't have a starting tight end, actually. <laughs> Back-to-back donuts from Cole Komet. So he's <laughs> he's out there for anybody who wants him. You want to make a, make a trade? Possibly. Maybe maybe not right now. Not but live. You could you could right. you could. I mean, what do you have in mind? What do you have? What do you have in mind? I'm not just gonna be like, yeah, let's do a trade. <laughs> I agree. Just trading whoever. Robert Tanyan. He's on my bench. He's all yours. Tanyan. I mean, I did pick up a couple of tight ends that I feel like are playable. They might yeah, not I mean, win. You got Hayden Hurst and uh, Gerald Everett. I think at least one of them is startable. Yeah, I'm not expecting a donut for, for them. So, I mean, it'll be enough. I think you got the wrong one in your lineup, but you got COVID brain. You're probably confused. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that thing of not liking to play two players on the same team. Like I wanted to play Josh Palmer last week because I knew he would. I mean, do something. He had a you know salvageable game, but Mike Williams and Josh Palmer, I didn't want to play them both. Same thing with Mike Williams and Gerald Everett. I'm looking at Jerry's team, actually, from last week. And it looks like even if he didn't start Amari Cooper, he probably would have started Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. and got more yeah, points. Yeah, he popped off so. even more. I would have actually broke 200 with him. So, yeah, that would have worked out. It's, it's actually frustrating that he's on your team and not out on the waiver wire. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of these players that will – me and, me and Ryan will talk about later, but players that are, should be out there and they're not because it's a total man league. Yeah. yeah. And end up with I mean, you had a good week. Do you, do you feel like, I mean, do you feel confident after this week or do you feel like it was definitely a little bit of luck? I mean, definitely some things went my way, but I'm confident going into this week because I'm facing Mike Davis. That's usually, you know, count on an easy dub going against him. You know, it doesn't matter who's on his team. It's like, you know, um, Pretty confident. Could be two and one going in after this week. And uh, I think we all would love to see Leo uh, take another L and start 0 3. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty interesting. I actually, well, well I'll still have you here. I'll, I'll have you here listening to the, the voice message he sent uh, in regards to being the lowest scoring team. Leo voice message part two? Part two. I was doing my mock draft. Right, I'm listening to this for the first time as well sitting here trying to figure out what's the perfect way to start my intro to this but um there really isn't one my team is just trash it's so bad and i don't know where to start uh zeke sucks kyle pitt sucks <laughs> um hey Alan Robinson. this man just sounds so defeated man. <laughs> he's done two games in yeah, he's no. done Week too. That's great. <laughs> Cam Akers doesn't look like absolute trash. So we'll see if that turns around. 
I got cute and played MVS. That was a mistake. <laughs> I mean, I dropped him for a reason. I didn't <laughs> not offered in a trade or anything. There's a reason for that. You think defense? I was gonna pick up a pass defense, but I was like, nah. Washington will show up. They didn't show up, and uh, my kicker sucks. So. Hmm. There really isn't much positives, anything at all. It's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, gloom type of event. But hey, try to make a trade. Didn't really work out. But hmm, just keep trucking away. Just keep trucking away. Um, improvements for next week. Hey, playing James. Both 0-2. Someone has to give. I know it didn't work out for me last week saying, hey, look at the opponent. But, you know. I got to keep trying, and uh, we'll see what happens. And, yeah, Leo out. That man sounds defeated. So defeated. <laughs> Compared to his energy last week, you know, there's still a little bit of hope. He's still still a little doubt, but, you know, enough hope to, to make you think he's going to pull through. But this week is just defeat in the voice. Mike has. That's pretty ugly. I mean, he'll be all right. right? He's got to be all right. Or he's going to play around the golf in a dress. One or the other. <laughs> is that, yeah, is there a punishment confirmed for this year? I wasn't there. I haven't heard. Yeah, it's the uh, 18 or eighteen holes at a golf course wearing a skirt. Oh, I do that every Saturday. Forget it. <laughs> all right, buddy. It's been... Yeah, he's not he's not gonna get far scoring under a hundred points every week, under eighty points every yeah, week. Yeah, didn't he score like sixty? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I... no, he scored seventy six last week and yeah. seventy this week. Seventy is a tough look. That's not gonna cut it. When the rest of the league's putting up a hundred plus for the most part, and you're putting up seventy, it's gonna it's gonna be not a fun time. <laughs> Looking at his team, it just seems like a lot of these guys are super underperforming. Like you, you didn't like Russell Wilson should be having a better season. Dalvin Cook as well. Zeke, I feel like is on the decline a little bit. Yeah, well, Tony's not going to be putting up like the... the guy in Dallas after this last game. Yeah, so which is weird to say, but. I guess making making moves would be the only way for for his team to to really improve. Well, maybe we'll we'll see next week what happens, and uh, maybe we'll have a third voicemail from Leo, or uh, maybe he'll be in Jerry's position and he'll be talking to us about how his team did so well. We'll see, we'll see, Jerry. Any anything else you want to say to the league uh, before we let you go? No, thanks for dropping me a good team. Appreciate it. No, but yeah, no, should be uh, should be a fun season. Uh, just hopefully, team can stay performing, and I can meet you guys back on this uh, every few weeks. We'll see. We'll see. Good luck this week, Jerry. For sure. Have a good night. See you guys. Take it easy. I still can't believe how defeated Leo sounds. Dude, sad. I just picture him sitting in his office. In Londonderry, like getting ready for work, like Tuesday morning, just looking at the scores finalized, just like, how did this all go wrong? <laughs> Awful, man. Awful. 
Yeah, Man, I can't complain. I, I, you know, so far, two Tuesday mornings after fantasy weeks, I, I've been happy so far. I, I, um, I'd say that I've been content. Maybe not ecstatic, maybe not super happy, but I'm like, you know what, two and zero. Oh. I can't complain. Get a zero in the in the lose column. It's gonna be a good time. While Jerry was the highest scoring uh, team, you actually had the the largest differential in in uh like how would you say it the yeah uh differential i guess so the You're largest right. gap between teams right you you doubled mike's team's points it was it was close it looks like i won by about um by about 90 or so uh 88 just barely edging out Jerry, who won by like 84. He had the largest, the, the most points, and you had the largest blowout. So, looking at your matchup, obviously you had two massive performances from Tyreek Hill in a crazy, crazy game. I don't know if you managed to watch any of that. Dude, but wild game. I was like, wow, Baltimore's really letting this happen right now. Yeah, they they let it happen, and it was actually kind of embarrassing, especially considering that, uh, like Lamar put on like an absolute MVP performance, and he did. The defense just completely shit the bed. They did, and then you also had Amon Ra, St. Brown. Which, first of all, Amon Ra is such a fucking dope ass name, dude. Like, do you I, see it, that it translates to the sun god? I I didn't know that, oh, no. dude. So badass! I'm only calling him the Sun God from now I feel like you have to change your team name now to to something <laughs> with that. It, it's right. so good, and I I am very happy with Amon Ra. I'm not gonna go too deep into it because I I don't want to gloat and end up with him tearing an ACL next week or something. Um, all all I want to say about Saint Brown is basically like. I kept looking at this guy all preseason, all throughout like fantasy football preparation times, and I ended up taking. I, I, I'm in five leagues, and I ended up taking him in four out of my five leagues, and it has done nothing but pay off for me through the first couple weeks. When I was doing my mock drafts, I kind of assumed what everybody's keepers would be, and I was right for for the most part on on most people's keepers, but I could have sworn. Leo was going to keep him on Raw. So I never drafted him in any of those mock drafts until he said he was keeping Cam Akers. And I was like, oh. Okay, so now when I do these mock drafts, which I only got to do a few after the keepers were out because the draft was like two days after that. Right. Um, I just, I was he wasn't even on my radar because I wasn't even looking to try to draft him. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised Leo didn't keep him as well. Um, but I wasn't shocked because when you look at the league and just the nature of fantasy in general, the running back is slim. So if you have a guy at a good value that you think is worth it, like Cam Akers, I know Leo took him like last round, right? Last year because he was hurt. Yeah. That. So it was a smart move on Leo's part. Take him, stash him, yep. keep him next year. Um, and a lot of people thought Cam Akers was going to be that guy. He hasn't done it yet, but, I mean, he still definitely has potential to do it. Definitely, I feel like you should send him, like, a gift basket or something for, for that. 
Yeah, if uh, I if I somehow repeat this year and Amon Ra is my uh, MVP, then uh, I'll uh, I'll send Leo a little a little gift. Yeah, and everybody else kind of did kind of what they were supposed to do. Got to get the numbers they were supposed to. Um, yeah, I had a couple underperformances that were made up by a couple overperformances. AJ Dillon was a little bit of a letdown, only seven points. Um, Aaron Jones had a big game, but. It's bound to happen. Those two are going to trade back and forth probably all season long. Yeah. And then on the other side, Mike did it. Mike had what I would have assumed he would have had last week or when he drafted his team. This is kind of what I expected from his team. Not necessarily from Derrick Henry. I really really didn't think he was going to do something like that. Uh, He's just not even there. He's like non-existent. Yeah, um, it's pretty surprising. Um, I mean, that team as a whole, um, I, I mean, they're one of the teams that has been very surprising, both Tennessee and, um, yeah, I don't want to get off topic, but Tennessee and Indy are, like, the two teams that, like, I oh, think yeah. would be really good this season, and they've both been just, like, not good. He didn't have his guys come through. Cordell doing what I thought he would do, kind of – an okay performance from AJ Brown, but not really what you want out of your wide receiver one. Uh, and then Joe Burrow and, and Cincinnati's also struggling as well. So yeah, Cincinnati's a tough one. Um, yeah, I mean in, in general, um, you know, and he could have made some some different coaching decisions. It wouldn't have gotten him the W, but he definitely could have scored a little bit higher. He could have played. Uh, Matt Stafford over Joe Burrow. He could have played Curtis Samuel over Taysom Hill in his flex, and he he would have been up up over a hundred at least. Um, but you know, you live and you learn. You take a shot on one guy one week, and if it doesn't work out, you change your strategy and move on. Yep. So he's looking at uh, he's one and one now. So not horrible, but I guess the next largest blowout here was uh. Adam beating the commish. We already heard from him a little bit earlier. Adam had a, a decent week. Uh, nothing too, too crazy. Only thing that I could really think of is Mike Thomas. You know, he's he's not doing as bad as I thought. I didn't think he would, he would come back and be as effective. Yeah, Michael so. Thomas being a top 10 ranked wide receiver in uh, 2022 is not something I had on, on my bingo list. Um, I just, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have taken that. And I said to Adam when he took his starting three, when we were at the draft, I was like, Adam, I like your team, but Mike Evans, Juju and Mike Thomas, that's three guys that, you know, if they are who they are, then your team's going to be great. But if they are who they have been lately, then your team's not going to be great. And uh, at least two of them have been stepping up. Mike Evans had a pretty good first week, but then he got ejected, and uh, now he'll be suspended next week. So we'll see what he can do once he comes back. Yeah, and he still got him nine points. You know, he's he only had four targets, but that was kind of an off game for for the Bucks offense anyway. Yeah, and and especially for Mike Evans, I know anytime they play the Saints and he's matched up with Demario Davis. Um, those two have, uh, like, uh, wasn't it, uh, Lattimore? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Lattimore. That's right. Sorry. I was thinking Demario Davis is the one he shoved. Um, 
yes, when he gets matched up with Lattimore, those two kind of have a, a little crush on each other or something. They like to flirt when they play together. That's Tom fucking Brady, man. What do you want me to do? <laughs> no, that was all time. Even though I'm a Saints fan, that that was an all time move. Uh, and De- Demario Davis is a pretty big dickhead, so he probably deserved to get shoved. Um, but still, still fuck Mike Evans forever. Damn. All right. Seems like you have a personal, personal vendetta against Mike Evans. I mean, it's not personal. It's just, that's my team, man. Don't, don't, don't be shoving my my safeties like that, you know. Uh, next was Huey against Blad. Blad coming right back down to earth after a week one extravaganza. And Huey putting up a lot of points, even though uh, it wasn't as big of a blowout as Adam and Leo. Um, Huey did put up the uh, third most points in the league. Yeah, Jalen Hurts just proven to be that guy, you know. We love to see Jalen Hurts seems like a likable dude, so that's cool. Cool to see that a uh, a young quarterback is is doing well. McCaffrey doing well, DeAndre Swift doing well. Yeah, Sutton, regardless of Wilson's struggles, gave him twenty points, hundred twenty two yards, and seven receptions. That's pretty fucking solid. Yeah, Jahan Dotson, great rookie pick. Great rookie uh, pick. It's not not necessarily one of the guys that everybody was talking about either. Um, I feel I like was looking at him late, but I just missed on him. People were talking about rookie wide receivers. Most people were looking Drake London. Most people were looking Trey Burks, Chris Olave. Not a whole lot of people yeah. were talking about Jahan Dotson, but he's been so far probably um, the guy who – if the season oh. ended today, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't been a large sample, but through the first two weeks, he'd be the guy who would win rookie of the year. Most likely. Yeah. Good performance from Darren Waller. Just solid. It's always nice when you have a, a tight end that actually does something, you know, instead <laughs> oh. of just fucking blocks. And I get it. Fucking ridiculous. I'm not mad. It's okay. You sound, uh, you sound agitated, not mad. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I've I've already changed my uh my teammate. I I saw. Uh, uh, then you have Blad's team. Yeah, Blad's team. This is this is the Mahomes experience that I was talking about. He'll get you thirty, and then eighteen. But he's he just up and down. And the Mahomes experience is very similar to the Saquon Barkley experience, where he will get you thirty points, and then he will get you ten points. You have like I feel like a larger sample size with Mahomes. Barkley, it's just the inevitable of when when is he gonna miss a game that ends up actually being the rest. And then you had Devontae Adams get seven targets, but only two receptions. Yeah, bad game from Devontae, which I don't think it's gonna happen often. Um, but you know, when when you look at Vlad's team, it's funny compared to la- like last week when he was so high and you see like an out of this world game from Devontae, an out of this world game from Jamar Chase. And then this week, his highest scoring receiver was Tyler Lockett, who has Geno Smith as quarterback. Random as fuck. And this another one that you can. These are guys that you can are you can expect the same performances year to year. Tyler Lockett is going to do this the same way fucking Mahomes is going to do what he does. Tyler Lockett will get you literally nothing three or four weeks in a row, and he'll go off for like thirty. And you're like, wow, I. I fucking have to play this guy. 
yep. and then I, you'll go right back to shit weeks. So I'm glad I stayed away from it. I feel like it validates my my gut feelings during the draft when I when I see players like this have have weeks like this. I I would say that I think for the most part you're correct with that assessment. It looks like from what I can see so far, um, Vlad hasn't changed his lineup at all. Um, so uh, let's hope Julio wins or uh, Julio plays rather, so uh, Vlad can actually start his team this week. Last I heard, he was trying to trade Julio. I don't know who would do that. I, I don't think he understands how the league works yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I'm just not sure I'd trade Julio in general. He had a great week one, and Tom Brady's his quarterback. As far as, like, bench goes for, for Vlad looking at last week, um, you know, there wasn't really much he could do to really avoid uh, the loss. But, um, you know, he didn't really – have anyone who would have been a game changer except for his quarterback, but I don't think anyone's going to start Tua over Mahomes. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, and that would have been the only way he would have won that week is just crazy play like that. So he would have had to put Watkins at his flex and then Tua as his quarterback instead of Mahomes, which you know, like you just said, no one's going to no one's going to make that play. So just unfortunate there. But again, he's one and one. I don't think he can be too too mad at that. I think the season's already going much better than he expected, to be honest. I'd say so. And then the two close games we had, uh, first one being Craig versus George. That game was really close. I thought George had it won, actually, to be honest. And I was, like, looking at the standings. <laughs> and I, I was just, like, looking at my division. And I was like, oh, like, me and George both going to be 2-0. Oh, we'll be tied for the division lead um and then stefan diggs happened stefan fucking diggs man he he's him oh he he, he, he definitely is, is. and um having josh allen throwing in the ball doesn't um you know it doesn't hurt does it hurt no maybe a little bit of a boost there um and 134 is not a bad score. I feel like that's a very safe score most weeks, unless you're going up against someone who, like, someone who seems super overperforms. But looking at his team, you had, what, three really good performances, I say? You had Aaron Jones, Cooper Cup, and then Tony Pollard. I feel like those overperformances balanced out throughout the team, and that's how you get, like, that one 130 kind of average score there. I feel like if anybody else would have, you know, showed up a little bit more, maybe Claypool, maybe if would have gotten a, a donut out of Hunter Henry, I feel like he could have came out with that win. Just looking at Georgia's side and not the other side. And I, I totally agree. Um, you know, the Chargers defense, I maybe just because it's the Chargers defense, I know they are a good defense, but I think you probably could have streamed them and got a better defense for the week. Um, just because yeah, against Kansas City. When you're going up against Casey and Patrick Mahomes, anything can happen. Um, so, you know, you probably could have made a change on the defense. Definitely tight end. Um, Hunter Henry isn't a guy I'd typically be starting. Um, I don't know off the top of my head who George's starting tight end is or was when the season started. But um, I, I I think it's Hunter Henry because he purposely snaked him from from James. Oh really? I, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that would be a guy I'd get tight end personally, but 
hey, um, you know, he, he is, I guess, the number one guy on the Pats, and he did put up a, you know, a few receptions in the first game, so maybe he'll come back around. Yeah, and then you look at the other side of Craig's team, one point from his quarterback, 1.5 from his RB2. He had 80 fucking points combined from two wide receivers. Diggs with 44, and then Jalen Waddle going off with 40. So looking at, looking at Craig's team, you know, he had a pretty, outside of Stephon Diggs and Jalen Waddle, he really didn't have a great week. Um, he had an okay week. Travis Kelsey got him average. C.D. Lamb got him average. James Robinson got him a little above average. And everybody else was below average for the most part. But then 84 points between two players, that's going to spike you right up. Yeah, that's going to definitely help you out, especially when you're, your main guy, your quarterback, doesn't perform. So I know he was, he was glad to see that. I actually, as the game was going on, I, I was like, yo, uh, I kind of want Diggs. He's like, yeah, I'm sure you do, buddy. Yeah, you did that to everybody. You also you also marked uh, on ESPN that you were interested in Amon Ra like right after he put up like thirty nine points. I'm like, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm kind of interested in you know. <laughs> I think in case. this this guy could be all right on my team. I did send him an offer. I don't think it was the best offer, um, so he swiftly uh, rejected it. Swiftly. I wouldn't say swiftly. It wasn't like right away. It was like maybe like a day or two after, but. He toyed around with it and rejected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mostly, like, I like Diggs as a receiver. I remember having it on my team. I traded for him, I think, last year or two years ago. And I just felt comfortable having him. And then having Josh Allen, I, I'd like having that, that stack going throughout the season. Um, but you know what? I don't think I'm, that's, I don't think that's in the cards for me. So I just got to kind of move on. With my life. Moving on to the last matchup, which was you and James. Yeah, so I, I ended up coming out with the win. Uh, I started off strong with Mike Williams. I was a little... It was funny because they were roasting me in the chat. They're like... I was like, damn, if, if I could get like another... If we could get Mike Williams going in this half, because all those points came in like the first half, and then they kind of just stopped using him, or they couldn't get him the ball. <laughs> And I was like, uh, a little bit more would, would be nice because in fantasy, you never know what the fuck is going to happen. Like, if I would have been facing Craig <laughs> and then I lose because fucking Stefan Diggs has 44, I'm like, well, another touchdown or two would have been nice for Mike Williams. You can but, never get comfortable. It'll be like, it'll be, you have a 52% chance to win. You have a 56% chance to win. And until it gets to, like, 99 and it's, like, Sunday night midway through the game, yeah. You're you're still like well I don't know like one long bomb to like uh, whoever like Adam Thielen and, and it's over. <laughs> yeah, I had like I think it was sixty forty going into Monday night. I had I only had Josh Allen left. I think I was up seventeen. Uh, was I up seventeen? I was up like a a decent number, but I had Josh Allen left. He had still Thielen, Goddard, and the Philly kicker. And I was like, I don't feel confident with this at all. And most of the most of the night, I was like, good. Like, Josh Allen kept doing his thing. Then out of nowhere, fucking Thielen starts getting targets. And I'm like, here we go. 
Here we fucking go. Yeah, he was a ghost until the second half. And the same thing happened, like, early Sunday when I was like, oh, this is good. Like, Wentz is playing like crap. Fucking, what, end of third quarter, fourth quarter? He's like, oh, I'm a real quarterback. I forgot. He yep. starts going off. He ends up with fucking 30 when I thought he was going to finish with, like, 10 at most. It was definitely a close matchup between you guys, but it it, <clears throat> it looks like uh, at the end of the day, you just had a little too much star power. Um, you know, James' team's just a little underperforming right now. Yeah, and I can see why he's not nervous, I'd say, but he, he wants to make some moves, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and on paper, he has a good team. So I, I get why. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people said when he drafted his team that it was the best team in the league, but, um, you know, Tom Brady's been sucking. So Carson Wentz had to go in, um, you know, and Leonard Fournette because Tom Brady's been sucking, isn't playing strong. DK Metcalf's not playing strong, especially if Tyler Lockett keeps having big games. Like we said, Adam Thielen was a ghost until he started getting a little bit, um, you know, so, it's just same, honestly same as Higgins too. Higgins was doing nothing until the end of that game. Oh no way! The Celtics coach's job is in jeopardy. Doubt it. Ime. That's what it says. It says it's the Celtics coach Ime Udoka's job. Oh, not believed to be in jeopardy. He's getting that's suspended. Huh? It says he's getting suspended. For what? Hold on. Collusion. This is breaking news. Breaking news. He's facing possible disciplinary action, including a significant suspension for an unspecified violation of the organizational guidelines. I don't know, man. That's what Woj said. Damn. Woj is never wrong. No, Woj Dude, they're, trying to, they're trying to bring us down, man. We were the favorites to win the championship. I just saw the sportsbook like, betting odds or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know what he could have done, but I'm sure it will come out eventually. I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. So. Yeah. Oh, well, this is a football, fancy football podcast, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy, you know, 2-0. and Like I said before, I'm content. Uh, if my team can, you know, keep doing this sort of thing, uh, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, and right. as it stands in the, in the rankings, uh, in the West – Got you and Huey tied for 2-0 and for first place. Uh, tiebreaker does come down to Huey right now. He has you by about 40 points, um, you know, for points four. Um, and then in the east, uh, the champ sitting at the top alone by himself, 2-0. and Alone by himself? Uh, I am being outscored by Jerry, believe it or not. Um he outscored me this week, obviously, and last week we had each other in a close matchup, so he has me by about 10 points right now, and uh, yeah, hopefully I can keep up the momentum and uh, stay undefeated and keep scoring high and uh, go back-to-back. I know that's what we all want to see. And according to the projections, you've moved from draft day from not the nine spot to four, so that's quite a jump there for you. Yeah, I mean, we we spoke about uh, those projections the first place. Um, You know, you were, I believe, in seventh or eighth. Can't remember. I don't have that in front of me. 
It was six. Oh, six. I've gone up one spot. So you moved up to the fifth. Okay. Yeah. And it looks like people have dropped the most. Larry was fifth. He's down to tenth. And James, oh, no, uh, Craig went from three to eight. And then, actually, George went from one all the way down to seven. So, Damn. of course, those are just projections. Nobody really knows uh, what's going to happen. It's all all based off uh, how players perform and, uh, you know, things. a lot of things can throw a wrench into that, like injuries and everything else. Yeah, so that's that's how everything's shaking up right now. I got, personally, I got Vlad this week. He's projected to outscore me by seven. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. And you're projected to beat George by ten. So As of now, but uh, a lot of things are on the hinge there. Dawson Knox didn't practice today. Michael Pittman uh, still hasn't practiced. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Or Michael Pittman did practice, but it was limited, and Dawson Knox mispracticed. So uh, my lineup could change, and uh, if it does, I expect that it will probably go down. We'll see. And uh, I guess we can move on to the trade block here. Obviously, a lot of teams kind of reeling, kind of looking looking for some changes. Um, as per, you know, the, the group chat, and I feel like general knowledge, Dalvin Cook is on the trade block. He, uh, Leo is fielding offers for Dalvin Cook. Um, I did make an offer to him and he counter offered, you know, we went back and forth. I just, I really did, couldn't see myself pulling the trigger. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's, it happens. Uh, but I think there's still hope for him to, to make a move for, for Dalvin cook. Uh, and then as you informed me, James is planning on, you know, trading anyone on his team, whole team is available. So. Yep, James said in the group chat, anyone's available. So if you want anyone on James' team, we just went over the pretty much the whole roster. Um, maybe there's a guy you want, probably not, but uh, James is open to getting rid of any of them. I kind of want James to you know keep suffering for a little bit. I don't want him to get any any hope. Um, I might trade for Javante if anything. Yeah, I know he's only I, really say, trading him just because he needs to make a move now. I don't really feel like he wants to get rid of Javante. Yeah, I'd say Javante and Fournette are probably the two guys that you would be looking at most on his team. Um, you know, maybe if you're looking for a wide receiver, you'd be interested in DK Metcalf, depending on what you think Seattle can do. Um, just really depends on just that. But I feel like the the one person that's always asked for. Uh, in trades involving me is Debo, which I'm not willing to get rid of. It's just too too consistent for me. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as my trade block goes, um, anyone on my bench is available for the most part. Um, if I'm not using them, utilizing them, then, you know, I, I would say they're available. Um, the guy, I mean, uh, the one guy I'm kind of back and forth with a little bit is EPN. Um, I'm hopeful he'll start doing a little bit more. Um, but if you're interested in ETN, toss me an offer, and we'll see what we can do. Um, but don't make it a bullshit offer. Uh, I, don't make it a bullshit I at offer. least want someone who's going to put up what he's put up. He's put up about nine points each week. So, uh, you know, if, uh, I'm, if we're going to make a trade, it's going to have to be somebody who's 
gonna you know return what I'm losing uh, in in a different way. And that's the thing with like trades for me. Like I get that they it goes two ways, right? Like you have players that haven't done anything all season, but because of the name alone, you want something of value back, right? So for Cook, you're gonna want something big just because of the name. Regardless of if he's done anything. It's been two weeks, but regardless of if he's done anything or not, just because it's Dalvin Cook, you know, you're gonna want something something big. Yeah. Um, for example, real quick, in my other league, I'm actually in the middle of deliberating a trade. Um, and basically this, uh, you know, friend, friend of mine wants Drake London. So I have Drake London. Drake London has gotten me a total of 30 points this fantasy season so far. Um, and I was looking at their team and seeing who I could possibly get. Drake London's not a starter on my team. So I'm not really expecting him to trade me a starter either. So on their team, they had, um, they had Tony Pollard, who I actually think is going to have a pretty good season because Zeke is looking washed. And um, so I, I said, give me Tony Pollard. He has about 20, season, or 20 points this season so far. And, uh, and then I said, and Chris Olave, because I think Chris Olave is a young rookie who maybe isn't as talented as Drake London, but is pretty good. Um, you know, so you need to make sure that you're not robbing the other team or, you know, they're not going to agree to it if you're robbing it. Like, you need yeah, to try yeah. to find a fair ground of like, you know, if I'm <laughs> trading you someone on my bench, I don't expect me to you to trade me your RB1. That's kind of like the balance there. You have to, I wouldn't even say like you have to try to convince the other player that what you're giving them is of value, but you got to make it at least somewhat fair. Like, obviously you want to quote-unquote win the trade if i don't see myself winning the trade i think to myself is it worth making a move here right so i'm 2-0 right now if the trade doesn't make me any better i don't see myself doing it now if i was 0-2 i'd be like fuck it i mean i have to do something so i i'd be more inclined to take take that deal so it all I feel like a lot of it also depends on your, on your current position. Yeah, it, it, cer- it certainly does. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's everything on, on trade wise. You had a you had written down here. What's trending on Twitter? What what are we doing here? They're like, oh, what's trending on like your your Twitter? See if anything interesting is on there. On my Twitter specifically, okay. Um, so on my Twitter specifically, what's trending right now? Is, I mean, I guess you kind of already delved into it a little bit with Ime. With what? With Ime? Yeah, Udoka. yeah, Ime, Ime's getting suspended. Organizational guidelines, like what the They're hell? They're talking a lot about Adam Levine cheating. We have on my Twitter, I got a lot of AEW because AEW Dynamite was on tonight. It was a big show. Uh, there was a title match. And I haven't watched it yet. I think the the biggest thing for me that was trending was the Adam Levine thing because I keep seeing memes about it. Yeah, uh, apparently like, this dude is fucking crazy. Oh, dude, he's being horny. Not even that. You know what's been trending for two days? That I'm so interested in. I don't know if you saw this. Is the FDA warned people not to boil chicken with Nyquil? I saw a, a video. It was of somebody lathering chicken in NyQuil. And I was like, 
Apparently it's a. I don't even need to watch this. Whole apparently thing. it's a trend, and the FDA uh, had to put out like a warning, basically saying by like when you heat up medication, you're putting yourself at risk of like inhaling harmful like vapors. Sometimes we just need to let <laughs> natural selection run its course. This is, this is kind of like a Tide Pod situation. If people are gonna do it, you just gotta let them do it. Let them do it, cause. What the fuck? <laughs> Why are you boiling chicken in NyQuil? I did see that, though, and I was like, whoa. I've been seeing it since, Why? like, yesterday, and I I just don't. Um, thank you guys once again for, for tuning in. It's a bit of a longer episode, I feel like it's going to be, even after the editing, but it's fine. Uh, your boys no longer employed so yeah you quit bro i got fired you got fired today having COVID? i got fired while i had covid not did they have like a reason COVID. for firing you though they said it was because i've i've called out a lot like i miss my attendance is poor i'm like and in my head i'm like well that's true sure but i've so i've already been disciplined for it like i've got it written up or whatever and after said point, I have missed days. Um, I think the last day I called out was two weeks ago. Yeah. And they haven't told me anything. I went to work Monday. Tuesday, I was like, yo, I got COVID. Sent them, like, a picture of the test and everything. And then I get a call today, like, hey, we're, we're going to move forward with the termination process, blah, 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 blah. Damn, that's okay. crazy. But I was like, I might go to, like, the Department of Labor with this. Because they laid you off or fired you, like, when you had COVID? Yeah, like, and I don't know how much of a case I'll have because my attendance has been poor, but, like, would they have still fired me if I went to work all of this week? Yeah. Or next week or the week after that, you know? It just seems like, oh, like, He's got COVID. He's probably going to be out, like, all of this week, so let's just let him go. Like, you could have went to work with COVID, but they probably don't want that. I mean, I was really kind of fed up with the the place. Uh, And I was honestly, (laughs) I was waiting to get fired so I can fucking collect unemployment for a little bit. Chill, but that's what it is. Word, well, sorry to hear that. We're we're, we're ending on a sad note for all Celtics fans and all Mateus fans. All, all my KS fans, don't worry. We'll hang in we'll there. rebound. Uh, but yeah, once again, guys, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, pretty sure the episodes have come out on time now because I can record whatever. Uh, I don't know about Ryan, but um, I feel like my schedule is making it a little bit harder for, for him. I have worked a lot this week, and I will probably continue to work a lot, but I am free at nights for the most part, so I will make it work. Alrighty. I'll see you guys. Check you out next week.